to the Successful Farming Podcast. I'm Jody Henke. Everyone's looking for help on the farm, and it's even harder if you only need seasonal help. The federal government's H-2A visa program helps American farmers fill employment gaps by hiring workers from other countries. It is the fastest-growing source of seasonal workers. Walter Conlon is a former Iowa State representative and attorney who started an organization called Farmhands LLC, which matches people in the Ukraine with farmers in the United States through the H-2A program. Walter has family in the Ukraine and paid a visit. He fell in love with the place, but also noticed how desperate the economy was. There wasn't any work, so he started Farmhands to provide American farms with the seasonal workers they need and help Ukrainians make a better wage for their families. He reached out to his Ukrainian contacts to find people who might be interested. There's this woman by the name of Olena Biletska. She was a professor of English at the local equivalent of, it's kind of like a four-year community college. It's a rural college. She taught there and she taught English. And I thought she'd be a good person because she knows from her former students that there are certain ones who make a very good first impression. And there are those who make a very good 10th impression, right? And she, uh, having had them in class, she knows how to distinguish between those two. And she, she basically approached them and told them, we have an opportunity in the United States. And they took it. There's paperwork that has to be done first with the state workforce development people and then with the federal U.S. Department of Labor and then finally with the USCIS, the immigration people. And uh, then what we'll do is once we got the permission, we'll send a message to them and they will make an appointment in the U.S. Embassy in Kiev and get their visas and they're on their way. The first person to hire Walter's services is Paul Rash, owner of Wilson's Orchard, just north of Iowa City, Iowa. He has 23,000 apple trees on 55 acres of land and grows 100 varieties of apples. Some of the produce is grown for commercial purposes, but most of it is direct to customers. This is his story in his decision to hire Ukrainian workers. You know, I'm fourth generation in my family in the fruit business. And when I was real young, we had people that came up from the southern part of the U.S., mostly from Arkansas and southern Missouri, Tennessee, Kentucky. They would come up and they would work mainly for harvest, but eventually some of them became full-time permanent people. But the numbers of those folks were relatively small. Uh, It was hard to find replacements if your main people left. So then the next wave of seasonal help was the Hispanics. And most of my teen years and beyond were spent with Hispanic crews. Extremely good people, family-oriented, really hardworking. They treated the business like their own and, you know, just developed very good friendships and relationships with them. But The problem is eventually a lot of those folks had families, kids, and the kids' kids didn't really want to continue to do that. You know, they wanted to go to college and become architects or engineers or whatever. So the ability to attract and keep good people from Central America, Mexico, even South America became very, very difficult over time. So really the motivation for finding people from other places was twofold. One is that the interest of people from other countries started to wane to come to America, partly because 
the economy in Mexico was doing quite well, so there were less people, and the number of people from especially second generation that grew up in the U.S., they just weren't that interested. So there just was, again, like with the people from the southern states previous, the pool became smaller and smaller, while the need became, I wouldn't say it grew a lot, but there's more and more need. And the other part of that is the construction trade started to take up a lot of these folks. And construction generally paid more than agricultural. And the third thing that's happened is that dairy farms and other farms started to want more seasonal help, or uh, they couldn't find the help that they needed as well. As these farms got larger beyond the scale of single families, they required more help. So H-2A is the government's sort of preferred solution, I would say, to these seasonal help requirements. And it is by far the fastest growing source of seasonal workers for the fruit industry. Where I'm from in Michigan, it's grown from sort of, I would say, somewhere between zero and 5% maybe five years ago to supplying probably the majority of seasonal help at this point for the fruit industry there. And we were sort of starting to cast about for ways to do H2A. And out of the blue, we got an email from Walter, and it talked about being a source of people from the Ukraine. I mean, I'll be honest, I I knew nothing about the Ukraine. I certainly didn't know anything about how much vodka they're able to drink, (laughs) (laughs) which would have been maybe a deciding factor at that time. uh, um, We met Walter and talked through a little bit about the folks that he was familiar with there, talked about them and their ability to speak English, but more importantly to me was, you know, that these were not, our impression of Ukrainians at that point was really based on Russians. And my experience with Russians, we used to live overseas, was not very positive. And I thought, boy, I don't know that this is going to work. But really, largely through Walter's efforts, you know, he sort of brought me a little clearer picture. These are young family people. They're English speakers. And most importantly, they're good sort of Midwestern values. And so we arranged a Skype thing. And, you know, it was it was very clear that this was different people than maybe my impressions had been. So we tried it out. And I, I think they came to us and we met them with the same maybe uncertainty that maybe a mail order bride comes or something, you know, like you really don't know what to expect here. But, you know, within five minutes, there was no question we were on the right track. And I think uh, it's been just fantastic. We've been uh, so pleased. What types of regulations are you bound by under this program? There's about 840 million regulations. (laughs) I mean, the government's involved in a big way in this. So, you know, I mean, uh, primarily it's trying to protect people that come here, give them decent housing. There's minimum wage requirements. There's obligations to pay for their transportation here. All that is reasonable and effective safeguards. I grew up in the fruit business where my personal feeling was always that Farmers took advantage of a lot of Hispanic people and people from the South previously provided really sub substandard housing. That got growers into a lot of trouble early on. And I think we paid for it by the government then coming in and over-regulating rather than if we'd have just done the right job in the first place. 
all in all, it's a lot of paperwork. It's a lot of hassle, but the program is pretty solid. And I think the proof of that is the fact that it continues to gain traction year after year in terms of providing jobs for people that want to come to the States but don't necessarily want to live there full-time and providing people like ourselves that don't really have year-round work for people. And, you know, we've been just over, over impressed with uh, what these guys are, are like to be around. They do the job very well, but most important to us is they're just good people. Did you have to prove that you couldn't find American workers to help here? Is that part of it? Or? That is part of it, okay. yeah. You may be familiar with some of these anecdotes, but in the state of, I think it was Alabama or Georgia, I think it was Georgia actually, where they passed some legislation that required that they had to offer the jobs first and foremost to any American that would do the jobs. And they put out a big appeal for people in almost every case, I think. In fact, I think it ultimately it was every single case they could not find anybody that would do that work for more than a day, I think. I don't want to say all Americans are lazy, but it is a fact that there's a lot of jobs that most Americans don't want to do. It's also a fact that there's plenty of places in the world where people are willing to do that work and do it very well. Paul hired four men from the Ukraine. For three months in the fall, they help with the apple harvest, and during January, February, and March, they prune the trees and whatever else needs to be done. I interviewed the orchard workers in March as they were getting ready to go back home. All four of them also have professional jobs in the Ukraine, so I passed the microphone around the table and we chatted about who they are, their families, and why they decided to come here with the H-2A program. My name is Yuri God. I'm uh, 33. Hometown is uh, Drohobit City. I have my own touristic company. So uh, usually we work with tourism over there. Uh, so the main thing of it is uh, to ask people from over the world and uh, take them to the local resort, which is called Truskovets. So the main job is to organize uh, people's coming, uh, their rest over there, housing, and we solve all their problems. I have uh, a wife and a son who is 11 now. So what made you decide to come here to the United States? So you know the situation in Ukraine right now is not very good, and uh, a lot of people from Ukraine are abroad to earn money. So even though I have, as I told, I have my own business, it's not enough to, to have good rest with your family. So that's why it, it was the main reason to go uh, in Ukraine, America is not like Poland or Germany, where you can go and earn money. So America is America. In Ukraine, it's like a dream. Everybody uh, knows that here we can earn more money than in Europe. We had to be like eight months, but we were home for two months to, to celebrate holidays like Christmas and the New Year's Day with our families. My name is Ivan Nalivaiko. I'm from a village of Strilke, a new region, Ukraine. I have a wife, two children, son and daughter. Uh, before I worked at, at school, I was teacher of physical training. I leave school because America for me is best deal. Uh, my name is Andriy Lopachak Senik. Uh, the same, I'm from Drohobych, Drohobych city. My wife and a little child, she is just three. I was selling sweets to the stores for a big confectionery company. Uh, my name is uh, Mikhail Kushnir. So I'm 32. 
and I'm from Drohobych too. So as I was working in the same touristic oil agency uh, with Yura. The same reason to come here. <laughs> and you have a family back home? Yeah, of course. A wife and son. He's uh, five now. What process did you have to go through to get here? So we had an interview with Walter. Yeah, and then we had an interview with Paul as well. And then they decided to hire us, and we were lucky. It was our first trip. It was like a dream for everybody, you know, to visit. I don't know, but in Ukraine, it's like a big dream for everybody to visit the United <laughs> at least once, you know. Everything is different in here, you know. Don't know how to open the door. <laughs> handles are different in here. The first thing I just mentioned, the grass, I mean, is always cut in here. Did any of you have any orchard experience back in the Ukraine? Uh, yeah, sure, because uh, all four of us grew up in uh, villages and had a great opportunity to work to help our grandparents uh, or parents around the house. Even right now, our parents uh, still uh, live in uh, these villages. And, and even now, when we are back from here, so we, we go there and help them. My parents, they have uh, pig, chicken, ducks, rabbits. And also they have a small orchard, uh, like 35 trees, two ponds, a lot of uh, property. Maybe it's not as, as great as here as Paul has, but still it's enough. Yeah. So what do you do here? What are your roles? The first time we were just picking, picking, and then just sorting, sorting, yeah. Picking and sorting, it was like maybe two months. We were explained what to do and... The same picking apples, we were shown how to pick, how to put them into the basket, not to bruise them, because we understand that uh, it's a great business. And uh, if you uh, work with the same apples in a bad way, Paul will lose his money. And then in winter, we all mostly do pruning, mostly. But everything what is needed to be done here, I mean, connected with orchard, maybe some fence work, different stuff. What Cut wood. It's nice that you guys live here right on site, that they provide this for you. Tell me about your housing. I think our house is really good. It's even too good for us. It's really big. We have two bedrooms, uh, three bathrooms, and big, really big uh, living room. <laughs> You've got a kitchen, ping pong table, darts. I think our housing conditions... Are really good. <laughs> and you currently have uh, good uh, living conditions too. Yeah, because uh, if to speak about uh, the people who go abroad to earn money, mostly even a lot of our friends who are abroad, uh, mostly they say that the living conditions are just terrible. So they have to sleep just uh, on the mattresses, which are laying on. Poland. Yeah, Poland and Russia as well. My uh, brother-in-law works over there and he said that uh, they have to live like 10 persons in the same room and just laying on the, on the floor. So that's why our living conditions here like like at home. Do they also provide a car so you can go out and have fun? Uh, yeah, our boss, uh, Paul, Paul Rush, he bought us a car. Tell me what you do when you're not working. Mostly playing basketball, playing ping pong, uh, watching TV well, we are always visiting swimming pool, yes. Fishing, resting, lame, just doing nothing. <laughs> when it's summer, you know, we have just one day off. But now in winter, yeah, 
we have a lot of spare time. Usually at the very end of the week, we are really tired. And so we usually do shopping on Friday evening or Saturday morning and then just rest. May I ask, how much do you make in your job in the Ukraine versus what you make here? I think everybody has uh, different wages in Ukraine. And, but uh, speaking about me, it was like uh, three or four hundred dollars per month. But here we earn thirteen point forty-two per hour, and everything depends on how many hours we usually do during the week. Tell me what a typical day here in March is like for you. Typical day begins like at for me it's like at five at five thirty. You know, I'm too noisy and I'm trying to get up all these people. You know, because <laughs> <laughs> I went to sleep very early. You know, <laughs> after that we have always uh, somebody who is on duty, who is preparing breakfast, yeah, and he is duty during all the day long. <laughs> and prepare a meal, you know, and stuff like that. After that, we just go to our job till 4 or 5, and then after just after that, we have some shower and dinner and the rest, yeah. So these past few months, you've been pruning the apple trees, and the winter conditions have been just terrible this year. So what's that been like for you? We <laughs> <laughs> <I> love it. <laughs> Yeah, this year, this year we are lucky because uh, we had good lessons from the last year. Yeah, because uh, before coming here, we were told that we could buy uh, everything here just for a dollar or five. And, yeah, but it's not true. <laughs> so this year, this year we brought everything with us, like uh, warm clothes, boots, rubber boots, uh, gloves, everything. So that's why maybe it wasn't <laughs> so scary to go outside even uh, when it was severe. What's your favorite thing about being here that would make you come back? Yeah, it's for sure. Uh, everybody, starting from Mr. Walter Conlon and our boss here, Paul, and our Lazy Bones uh, <laughs> supervisor, Kyle, everybody is just amazing. So we feel here like uh, at home and like with our families, our second home. Everybody, everybody tries to help you. Uh, everybody asks, uh, are you okay? Are you fine? Something's wrong. Everybody tries to help you. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. If you would like to know more about the H-2A Temporary Worker Program, you'll find it on the U.S. Department of Agriculture's website. I'm Jody Henke, and thank you for listening to this successful farming podcast.